podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. Andrew McCart, IFL TV in association with MTK Global. Delighted, as always, to be joined by Joe Gallagher. Joe, this time last year, I said to you uh, about two hours ago that I took a picture of you and Eddie Reynoso discussing trying to make this fight and whatnot uh, in Phoenix last year. Who would have known that exactly one year later that the fight would have been done? How delighted are you to finally get this over the line? Yeah, no, definitely. It's uh, got a year that's gone quick, hasn't it? But... uh, no, at the time there, Eddie Reynoso, I remember him saying he was going to go off and speak to Canelo over the Christmas time and suggest to fight Callum Smith. Then we had the, is it Callum or Billy Joe in May? Then there's a pandemic. Um, then there was Caleb Plant, but here we are now a year on and it's all systems go. We've been here a few days, we've all been tested negative and, and the fight's on. Again, this, when we were sitting over there having a quick coffee the, this afternoon, this morning time, Callum looks so relaxed. I mean, how is this sort of like, I know it's not been much of a training camp, but Calm has been in the gym, but you have had like four weeks notice or five weeks notice, what is it, but how, why is Calm so relaxed going into this massive fight against Canelo, the pound for pound king of the sport, why, how, how has he managed to stay relaxed and calm over this? It's always been like that, always in all the big fights, whether it was against Mendy first time or the big Liverpool showdown with Rocky, George Groves over in Jeddah. He's always been that, he's always laid back. You'll see him most probably fight day or after the weigh-in, just the same laid back, and that's a great quality to have, but that's just Callum, that's everyone who knows him knows that's what he's like. He does look calm and collected. I read an interview as well that Callum's way people are looking at Callum like he's not looking at this like he's just uh, to make up the numbers on this fight. He's here to, to, to win, isn't he? 100% we're all here to win but Callum Smith wouldn't take the fight if he didn't think he could win um, it's a huge opportunity the fact that he took it on four and a half weeks notice is huge credit to him um, and it's a case of where everyone's saying oh wait till next year and wait till there's a crowd or there's more money listen Canelo could have got more money Callum Smith could have got more money could have been in 80,000 stadium but Callum Smith's like no I want the fight let's do it and like I say the four four and a half weeks preparation that's what we've got and um, we've done the best that we can doing it. The sparring partners, we haven't been able to get who we wanted um, from having a, a pool full of talent. Now we're going to a hot tub full of talent and we're trying to get people to do certain things. But all that's done now, we're here and we're definitely here to win this. Cam Smith's the one six eight in the world and he's going fighting the pound for pound, number one in the world. And not many people get that opportunity in life. And not only that though, the two Ring Magazine champions fighting each other, that's a, another huge, massive thing to, to be involved with that. But Callum's got all the attributes to go and do a, a number and win this. You mentioned uh, yourself two ring magazines. Canelo's the 160, Callum's 168. Now the WBC title's on the line. It seems like for Callum, this is just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. This fight. I mean, talk to me a little bit about that ring magazine. I think only 16 times, 17 times in the history of the sport that two current ring magazine champions are facing off. Have you spoke to Callum about that at all? Um, no, we haven't, but I'm sure I will. I'll drop it in somewhere from now till then, but I'm sure I'll be aware of it. But for the likes, I think it's in Mayweather Hatton, Kawasaki Hopkins, Hagler Hearns, Aguelo Pryor. It's like, wow, Calm Smith, Canelo, Canelo Mayweather, but it's like, wow, you're, you're putting yourself onto that list, that Hall of Fame list, and to, to be part of that, I think he's the third only Brit to be involved in that. So, huge, massive... Um, 
achievement just being involved in that so like you say it's just the event itself it isn't a typical Canelo fight week there's not 80,000 there's not loads of press there's not loads of photographers no one mithering and it's very much when we went to Jeddah it was in weird circumstances a polite crowd a different place that, that's not used to boxing and here we are again in a in a place where we're in a bubble and it's all weird like I say Canelo's training in his room I don't think he's been used to that much but uh, yeah it's a uh, it's weird, but what doesn't matter. It comes Saturday night, 10 o'clock this time, 4 o'clock back home in the morning, and um, yeah, we can't wait for it. I'm guessing Canelo's got a big room to do training in there. I'm, I'm, I hope he's not the size of my room anyway. I, I spoke to Paul Paul Smith, um, and I said to him, I used the thing that for the people that isn't giving uh, Callum a chance, I used sort of like. Teofimo Lopez and Lomachenko as an example like every good big fighter beats not every but every good big fighter beats a good little fighter in terms of just size and the bullying and stuff like that can we see that sort of same scenario where Callum is just the bigger man in this fight and that's what wins him the fight against Canelo? Yeah you could do but, but as we just spoke on the ring for ring fights you look sometimes the, the little men have come up and beaten the bigger men um, so there is that but Callum's got the presence he's got the height and I, you weren't involved last night with, with the training session we had last night he, he has to use his presence his size and made him feel um, that he is inferior it's um, yeah all, all them type of things but I'm just really looking forward to Callum going in there when you touched on people saying oh they're not giving him a chance well they're just general haters whether they hate Gallagher's gym or whether it's Smith that's, that's, that's whether there's still people down whoever supporting John Ryder that's, that's just that's just how it is in England, isn't it? So there you go. But there's for them few that's like that. There's loads more. Do you know what I mean, we've had Jurgen Brehm, we've had loads of support messages coming in. So Peter Fury, they're just they're just all Ricky Hatton is. Yeah, Peter Fury. Do you know what I mean, they're, 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 there's lots and lots. So it's just like that's it. We're not bothered about this. Is about Callum Smithy's career, and Callum is a, a very humble kid. He doesn't need to be a kid to be banging his chest and saying I'm the best. I'm this. He's never been like that. He's handled success well. He's handed his role as a world champion well. He's conducted himself well, and he's going in there now to go and prove to everybody that he is the best in the world at his weight division, and obviously a chance to beat the pound for pound number one. I'm not saying Callum beats him and becomes number one pound for pound one and one, but he is in that conversation then with a, a Crawford or whoever in your way. Do you know what I mean? So, it, and that's another huge opportunity. I think. Uh, that the, 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 the nearest anyone's been, I think it was either Lennox Lewis or Kyle Zaghi, the highest they ever got was number three. So, um, yeah, there's lots of goals there for Callum Smith to, to achieve. Oh, no, obviously, you've got a game plan. You and Callum have obviously been working on the game plan. You probably can't tell me because oh, I might get out, whatever, but does Callum have to go there and stop Canelo in this fight? Does he have to go in there and like put it on him because obviously we know it's kind of, it might be tough for him to get the decision out here in Texas his hometown and blah but I've seen it many times in boxing but does Cam have to go out there and really put it on Canelo in this fight? Yeah definitely listen if we're going to do a training camp based on we've got to go into somebody's nearly backyard um, and against a pound for number one to try and win by points well they need sacking and shooting we've never got to win on points here. never we're not training to win by points what we're training to do is be competitive for every round to win every round and if we don't get it then the whole world's watching it's been shown in 100 countries they'll see uh, uh, a, a big injustice done but the point is is we've got our game plan we've got to impose ourselves Callum can hit hard with either hand and he's got to let them shots go and uh, it's up to Canelo to deal with Callum Smith not Callum Smith deal with Canelo I mean, 
you mentioned there that the pound for pound number one. I mean, like I keep saying, there's, there's a lot riding on this fight in terms of accolades for Callum and stuff like that. But as a trainer, I know you don't look past this fight. You're not looking past Canelo, but all going well for Callum Smith. There's probably a rematch clause, but is the more organic fight for Callum for next year after if he beats Canelo, the Billy Joe Saunders fight? Is that a sort of fight? Because obviously he wants to unify WO titles on the line as well. So is that the more organic fight, natural fight going into next year? No, no, I, I think uh, me personally, Cam Smith wins, I want him to retire, done it, seen it all, done it all, that's it, nothing more to achieve. He won't will you, will you? Yeah, I'd love him to, yeah, he's done it all, what's there to do, he's done everything, what, what's there to do? Obviously there'll be a Canelo rematch, and if there is a Canelo rematch, I'm sure Callum would want it at Anfield, in Liverpool, and a whole lot more money than what he's got for this, so there's all that, but we can't talk about that, we've got to talk about this first, although we're made to look a fool, so... Mill concentrations on this Saturday, and uh, let's go and take care of business. Do you have a sort of like prediction for Saturday in terms of what what, what might happen? Um, well, I think it'll be explosive. I think you'll hear from Canelo's team that's, that he's motivated, he's up for it. Like I said to Callum, that's a huge backhanded compliment. He knows he's up for it. Callum Smith is, is a live fighter. It's the first live fighter he's fought in a long time, 30 years old, in his peak. He's not fighting a 36, 37-year-old Triple G. He's not fighting an old Kovalev. Um, and you have to humanise Canelo a little bit in the fact that, well, OK, then, he struggled with Jacobs. Jacobs just struggled with Rosado. Anthony Yarde did a, a better job on Kovalev until he got beat, until Canelo did stop and then Antiada's just lost to Alex Arthur. So you have to start stripping it down and just go just go out there and just do what you do, Callum, let him deal with you and uh, that's it, let's go. I want to touch on, on Liam, if you don't mind as well, just a quick thought on Liam. He's here obviously supporting his brother, he's always going to support his brother, but for Liam that's been a year he's been out of the ring. He fought in Phoenix this time last year. Have you got any news on when you can see Liam out and what's next for Liam? No, not at all. I, I, Liam said to me, like disgruntled the other day, something like, oh, I've mentioned Jesse Vargas again, already did, and that fight's never going to happen. It's a career-ending fight for Jesse Vargas, so that ain't happened. But I've said to Liam all the time, throw your name in the mix for a Eubank Junior or a Triple G. The kid Triple G's fighting this week, Friday night. Liam took a part in four to six rounds sparring last year when he got off a plane from Ibiza and came in sparring. So I said to Liam, well, if he's fighting, why don't you step up and I'll throw your name in the hat for a Triple G or a Eubank Junior? I think that's a, that's a, a good fight. So it's in his, however, what he's ever he's going to do and his management decides for him. We'll just have to wait and see. Jake Paul? For Liam? I thought you were going to take Jake Paul. Then. Were you, were, that's what I was going to say. Will you, will you be my coach then? Will you be my corner? You've you got too many good coaches that will uh, want to take care of you than me, mate. I appreciate that. Right, there's a pink, the, the, the table tennis uh, table's free. You want another ass whipping? <laughs> you know you got away with it last time. That was close. I did, I did. Your phone started. It was closer than your phone started ringing, and you lost. You lost your way a little bit. But do you I want? Redeem, I, I redeemed myself. I give Andy a, a whipping out of boxing social, didn't I? So there you go. You want a quick game? Yeah, go on. Let's right. have it. Let's do it, man. Thanks for this five TV, Joe. I really appreciate. It and uh, I'll catch you at the ping pong table. Thanks, mate. Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast, sponsored by William Hill in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Sports Social Podcast Network.